Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast with Ange and Ash. We are here for episode lucky number 13. How's it going, Ange? It's going good, girl. And uh, we're actually recording this on the long weekend, and it's so nice to be able to spend time with you and be in person now that things have changed a little bit with that. opening up change the rules absolutely absolutely and i think this might be the first long weekend where i remember the sun shining Mm -hmm. like i recall from being a child my parents were camping and it was snowing on the May 2 4. Yes, and the most ridiculous part of the whole story was they did this like group camping and they would just go to somebody's house. So they were literally at our house out in the snow with their trailer. I'm like, this is so silly. Like it's <laughs> snowing and you're camping and your house is right here. Like it was just, but yeah, I recall it snowing and now we're at. My kids were at the beach yesterday in the water and I'm just, it's blowing my mind just the way that it can be so different year to year. Totally, totally. And I would even say like for me too, for, I think it's pretty much that this weekend, everybody wants to go camping. It's kind of like you've come come out of winter, you're ready for outdoor time, but normally the weather's not on the side for, not on uh, our side for sure. Absolutely. And I think this, I mean, there could be thunderstorms and all of that, but yeah, I'm just excited and excited to be here. We're actually here celebrating uh, Jamie's birthday. Yeah, my husband. So it's pretty awesome that we're getting a couple of podcasts in and then we get to enjoy some time with him too. So yeah. Totally, totally. All right. What are we talking about, babe? Let's dive in on job satisfaction. I am seeing that show up with a lot of my clients right now. The difficulty of A, maybe not loving your job or loving what you do, but also the shift now, I think it's becoming for a lot of people glaringly obvious that there's too much on their plate and their job is not something that's adding to their life. Whether it be because kids are home, whether it's because they now have to manage online learning at home with their kid or they're working from home and they didn't love working from home. They'd prefer to be in the office or wherever they go to work. So um, job satisfaction in general, but also addressing it too with the changes that COVID has brought with that and the way that jobs just look different now because of that. So would you say that most people in the transition of working from home are on the side of, I would prefer to be back in the office? Or would you say that a lot of them are pretty satisfied with kind of now being home at Uh, more often like I look at your situation Mm. and our situation and our husbands being home has actually been beautiful helpful totally great so are you seeing that for them though they would prefer to be in the office more more often than working from home I think what I'm seeing is not necessarily that they would like to be in the office a lot of people are grateful if they're working from home because their kids are home So they see it as it's actually a good thing that I'm home because I can juggle the online learning. I can juggle this, but it's too much. Right. When it comes to that office piece or going to work, I think for a lot of people who must go to work, that job satisfaction, they're finding it's too much. I can't manage going. I can't manage doing this and also doing all the things that I feel need to be in place for my children, for my home. And so it's adding just an extra pressure, whether it's specifically leaving the house because um, 
you work at a pharmacy because you work at a grocery store because you work at an essential service, right? So the, if they're leaving their home yes. for work. Okay. Um, as for us, exactly. So Cam, my husband used to work out of the house at an office and now he is working from home and it's allowed our family a lot of flexibility. Felix is also home from school. We're sort of doing online learning. Um, but yeah, so for us, it's been a real blessing. And Cam's job, job satisfaction has gone way up. Um, and so for us, it's shifted a little bit differently. But yeah, so what about you? What are you finding job wise with the shift from you said Jamie's home now? And that's a good thing. Is it difficult to manage, though, for both of your jobs because Theodore is also home? I would say yes, it definitely presents some challenges. But in uh, last year, when we were doing all of this, my husband was working nights. So he was mm. gone all night and then he would be home. So he was home when the chaos was going on, but he was trying to sleep. So he was here, but not necessarily available. And then you have two kids that are running around like crazy. And then you're also doing online learning, right? So I found last year was definitely more challenging. And then this year has been certainly more helpful in terms of job satisfaction. I think for my husband, he doesn't love his job, but I think the pressure to go into the office is a really interesting situation for him. Cause I think if it, came to going and having to leave and go to the office, I think he would consider another position. And it's interesting how job satisfaction has absolutely went up. But I think if he physically had to leave the house, then he wouldn't feel the same way. Do you think that the job satisfaction factor for the leaving of the house for a lot of people, though, is essentially leaving chaos or leaving too many things on the table that they would rather be controlling or rather handling? Or what do you think is showing up in the leaving piece? I think it's more that it, it is, it's not necessarily control, but it's very much, what do I do with my kids? Now I have to go to work. How do I manage? How do I juggle three schedules that are not my own? Online meetings, offline learning, all of that, and then still manage my own responsibilities at work, my own everything, right? And whether that's leaving to go somewhere or needing to get up ridiculously early to get your work hours in or needing to pull hours from the weekend or whatever that looks like, it's that there's too much on the plate. And I think what I'm seeing is women in general going, this piece is something that I can let go of a little bit right now to help my family, to get myself mentally, physically into a better place. Um, and so that job satisfaction is really showing up. Maybe it wasn't in a great place, but childcare was lined up and things were okay. But now all of a sudden there's 20 things in front of you that you feel you must handle. And so the job is one of the first things that kind of, if they can, get set off to the side, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And almost highlights the, satis the dissatisfaction that was there prior to. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So for somebody that's listening, that's like, yep, that is me. 100%. <laughs> what are you saying to clients? How are you helping them with managing what's showing up for them emotionally? For sure. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest question that comes out of it is, what do you want? 
right? And so if you can articulate what it is that you want for yourself and for your family, then you can move forward from there. So the other side of that being, what do you want? And then can I, right? So I want to be financially stable. I want my kids to be on all of their calls and doing all the offline learning. Can I manage that with what I'm doing? No, if not, what's the shift, right? And so for some people, that showed up as a leave of absence. For some people, that showed up as halftime, going down to less hours. Um, for some people, it's shifting the mindset, reframing it to, no, this is what I need to do right now. This is not the piece that I need to release from my plate. It's actually the online learning piece that needs to let go a little bit, right? And so the expectation around that shifts, right? So it's very much, I want what? I want to quit my job. Can you, right? No, okay, right? And then so if you, if you label the want and then if you can, great, then you know what your next step is. If you can't, I want this, but I can't do that, then it's massaging a few things to find at least some sort of compromise. Because when people get to that point, they are realizing that what is showing up in their life, the way that it's showing up is not working. And so what do I want? I want to have more time with my kids and I want my kids to not fall behind in school. Okay, well, so your job hasn't even come up in that. Mm -hmm. Can you completely leave your job for six months? Well, I could. Okay, so why aren't you? Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, right? And so it really gets people's brains going around the idea of, can I let this go? And some people are in a financial position where they absolutely cannot, right? I can't. This is how we pay our bills. Right. So if you said, Ange, I am working from home, but I need to take on less clients. I need to do half the amount of work that I'm doing so that I can show up for Theodore and Sully. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. And I said to you, can you? You're like, nope. I got to pay the mortgage. Right. Then it's it's shifting. OK, so you can't actually do that. How can we make this so that it's a little bit closer to that want? Mm -hmm. Right. And so for some people it is, they're going, oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't have to be working right now. Mm -hmm. My partner makes enough money that we can do all the things we need to do. And I can show up and do the online learning. I can show up and do the meal prep and the house stuff and cutting the grass or whatever that is. Right. And so if you can, it gets people out of that mind block of, I just, I can't, I couldn't do that. The expectation is that I go to work. The expectation is this. The expectation is that. And so when you look at it as, can I, people start to go, oh my goodness, I guess, I guess I could, mm -hmm. right? And for what I'm seeing with some clients and just people in general, we often seek permission, right? And so if you can, and it works for your family, to change up whatever it is that's showing up in your job, great. But many people have like this mental block around it of like, I could not do that though. Oh my gosh, my work would be so upset. Or like, what would people do? We're at such a time right now where, you know, they need me, mm -hmm. right? And so by getting permission, 
from me or from you or from a sibling or a parent or whatever to go, oh my gosh, if that's what's best for your family and that's what's best for you, let's explore that. And all of a sudden that block shifts a little bit to be like, oh my goodness, I don't have to struggle every single day of my life like this until COVID ends in never. Like, <laughs> Totally. And I was going to say, what's showing up for me when you're talking is at some point, yes, there may be uh, price value on it where mm-hmm. it's like taking the pay cut, working less hours, mm-hmm. bringing it all down. So there's going to be a cost. But I think if you break it down and you go, what am I going to gain mm-hmm. from this? Could you bring down your budget for groceries? Could you make changes to the way that you guys are spending money so that you would gain that freedom, that you would gain more happiness in your day? And I think one of the practices that I'm always having clients go back to is either every week or every month, look at your life and say, what is working and what is not working? Yeah. There's things that aren't working. And the only way that things shift is if you're like, okay, I'm ready to explore another option. Like if you're going through life, you're going, you're going, you're going, and things just aren't working. It's up to you to make those changes. It's up to you to say, I'm willing to make a little bit less money to gain a little bit more happiness, to gain a little bit more of those memories or whatever it is that you're desiring more. But I think so often people feel like stuck. They feel like I can't get out of the mud. I I have to do this. And like at some point, the world's wide open. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I just, I can't see that for myself. Mm -hmm. It's like, you just need to start believing that those things are possible. Yes. Why can't you? Why can't you do that? Why can't you pivot? Why can't you change? Why can't you make changes to the way that you want your life to look, you know? Absolutely. And I think of you and I both have been in that spot. Yes. 100%. We have both been and in, but successful in those spots. And I think sometimes that's what I'm seeing with um, some of my clients is this is what they went to school for. This is it's good money. It's a good job. Other people would think I'm crazy if I left this job, right? I'm really good at it. I've been here. There's that time investment. I feel committed. You know, I, people at work rely on me, right? And so I think it's really important to forget for a minute the external. Forget the colleagues just for a minute. Forget your boss just for a minute. And if you just go inside yourself and inside your family and figure out what you want, that's the key point, right? Because we we externalize, oh, my work needs this, or oh, how would I manage that? And, oh my God, my parents would flip if I stopped doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was there, I was there with teaching, right? I went to school for six years, I have two degrees, like all of the things in place that say you should be a teacher, and I'm good at it. I know that, I know I would make a great teacher, but I don't love it. I love children. I could care less about academics as far as the school piece, right? And so to teach that, I don't want to be there. That's not my passion. It's not my calling. But when there's thousands of dollars invested in that education, right? And I'll be honest, my parents were not keen about me doing what I'm doing. But I still had to do it. I still had to pivot. I still had to shift. And here we are, right? And yeah, now I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) So I don't know. It's just, I think it's bravery is part of it. I was going to say, I think fear shows up a lot. And I know it's like, 
I forget the quote. There's a movie where they buy a zoo. Whatever. It's, we, <laughs> bought a, we bought a zoo is the movie. Mm. And there's like a quote from it. And I'm not really good at remembering these kind of things. But it's something like... Um, Bravery is not the absence of fear. But. No, it's something like all you need is, I don't know how many seconds it is, but it's like all you need is like 10 seconds of intense courage and like whatever, then everything kind of plays out. And I think of that so often when it's like right now, this is really scary. I don't know if I should say this. I don't know if I should do this, but like, okay, you can do that for like this short period of time. And then as soon as the band-aids ripped off, you're like, oh, that actually wasn't that bad. Like I want to tell them this story about the barefoot thing because I told you about the barefoot thing yesterday oh okay uh, yes sorry <laughs> sometimes I, cir- I circle but it just reminds me of that where I was I'll explain the story to you guys but yeah so I drove my son to his grandpa's for the weekend and then I went to like get out of the car and I'm like oh you don't have any shoes I searched the whole van I'm like oh my god I didn't bring any shoes and <laughs> it wasn't just if it was just drop off I would have been like okay don't worry about it but then I'm like Ooh, and now you have to take all your stuff to the accountants and do a professional business meeting with no shoes on. So for a second, I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit scared. I'm like, I'm a little bit afraid. Yes. But like, whew, but I'm like, okay, just be courageous. Grab your child. And I had to bring like Sully into the meeting too, which was just like, <laughs> Sully on the hip, he's got no shoes on. I've got no shoes on. I'm like, okay. They're thinking either we're hippies, hobos, or like nomads or something. Um, but it was that part where I'm, well, A, with, I probably would have bought shoes if the like essential services didn't allow that you couldn't buy shoes, but I couldn't. So I'm like, okay, this is really funny. And so um, in relation to the courage piece, I think so often, like I am sure maybe the people in that room had their thoughts, had their giggles. (laughs) They were probably like, who is this? Oh, this girl showing up. But it's funny when I think about like the courage piece is like, regardless of what they thought for me, I was communicating this to Ashley. For me, it was a reminder from the universe of like, Hey, you just need to get grounded. You need to like be barefoot somewhere, even though you're in the city. So I just took Sully to the park, got grounded and was like, Oh my God, that's so funny. And I think when we look at things like that as opportunities, um, and I think that happens even with like the job things where, yeah, you may be scared of what people are going to think. You may be like, Oh my God, I'm so ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Or you can just embrace it and be like, okay, no, I'm taking action. This is really scary, but I can be courageous for 10 seconds. I can be courageous for 20 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever it requires. And then just let the balls fall. And some people will be disappointed and some people are going to be angry. But I think at the end of the day, staying true to yourself in that piece is the only way that you create a life. Like you spend way too many hours at your job to hate it. Absolutely. And I think too, so when I break it down, I, I think if you split it into thirds, so let's say that the day we all know there's 24 hours in a day. And if you split it into thirds, it means there's eight hours, eight hours, eight hours. And let's say that for some beautiful reason, you are somebody who gets eight hours of uninterrupted sleep at night. We're going to say that's eight hours. That's one of your thirds, right? And then you have one third, let's say you work for eight hours a day, right? That's that's gone, that's work. And then the other eight hours is filled with, let's say it's things you love to do. For most of us, it's all the in-between times. It includes all the mundane tasks, but let's say that's just like you time. That's wonderful, perfect, it's fabulous. So you take 30% of your life or 33% of your life, one third, and that's the magic. 
And if you love sleep, you're now at 66%. Good for you. But that's still just over half. Over half of your life, you enjoy. But if you do something you love, you absolutely love, now you're at 100%. Right. And of course, there's going to be those mundane tasks and there's going to be things that we don't love. So it's maybe not a hundred percent, but you're working in the 80 zone, which if we go back to that's an A. And when I look at my life, I want to be living in the A zone. I don't want B's or C's or D's. And I think some of us are just struggling along in the C zone or even the D zone. Right. And so what do I need to let go of? What can I let go of? and move in the direction of the A zone. And knowing that probably you're not going from a D to an A, you're probably going from a D to a C. And then once you're in the C zone, okay, what what do I need to do here, right? And shifting into the B zone and then moving into the A zone, right? It's not a, for some people it is, it is an all or nothing thing. It's like a giant shift and that's awesome. Um, But I think for many of us, that seems like too much. It's too scary, right? And so it's not only about taking massive, massive, massive steps and being courageous, but being courageous in the little parts, right? And so if it means you work one last day a week and you guys can manage that, cool. Like for us, so my husband's truck, oh my God, it broke, I don't know, in January, January or February, completely just stopped. He was at a buddy's house picking up a washing machine because our washing machine also wasn't working. Yeah, so it was January. Anyways, so he's getting his washing machine, truck breaks. So anyways, his buddy like pulls his truck home and our washing machine that he's giving us. I'm like, oh my God, our life is falling apart here, but whatever. Um, But we haven't had a vehicle, a second vehicle since then. Who cares? It's, it's been fine. He, he's working from home. We can manage with one vehicle. It's not super awesome and ideal. Um, and we are getting another vehicle. But that was one thing that we're like, this is one less added cost that we aren't using. That's why his truck died. It wasn't being used. So things seized up. It was an old truck, whatever. So yeah. So it's little stuff like that, where it's the things we think we need. It is. It's that monthly reevaluation of huh, where can I make up this money? Or where can I let go of this? Or do we even really need all of that? Mm-hmm. Is And for many of us, it's just seeing where our money goes too. Totally. Yeah. And I would say the other thing that's showing up for me when you're saying all of that is you mentioned the washing machine mm-hmm. and you mentioned that very casually, but I'm sure that there's people listening that are like, Oh my God, my washing or your, your washing machine broke. How long was it until you got a new washing machine? So this is just, it's a funny story where like you, I want you to share it with everybody, but it's one of those things where when that's happening, Mm -hmm. you were presented with, Oh, well, this is not ideal, but we'll figure a way around it. Right. And I think that yeah, that's so common for people where it's like, oh, I don't, I could never not having a, a washing machine or I could never manage in that way until sometimes you're forced to. So why don't you tell them that story? So it was funny. It was right before Christmas. I would say it was maybe, I think it was the week before Christmas, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on the timeline, but we did not have laundry for at least a month. 
right? And it was so funny because Ange and I often talk about how the universe is showing up for you, even in those difficult situations where you're like, oh my God, how are you handling this? So I actually thought it was pretty hilarious that our washing machine was broken. Many people were like, oh my God, how are you managing? But for me, it was a really beautiful situation, actually. We went to, we would get together at my parents' place. We do Sunday supper every Sunday. Um, so all our laundry just went to my mom's house. Our neighbor who had just moved in kind of this year, she offered up her washing machine. So our kids ended up playing. There was a really neat connection. Um, so some really great things came out of it. And included in that was the way that I looked at laundry shifted, right? So when I wasn't able to do laundry, it wasn't even like on my radar. I was like, I'll figure it out Sunday. I'll do it all on Sunday. And I did. Right. So it was just neat because before that, it was like laundry in, laundry in. Oh, I got to fold this. I got to flip this. I got to do that. It was always like, do I have a quick minute to throw in a load? Oh, do I have a quick minute to right? But there was no I noticed like a major mini stress that was no longer in my life. So it was major in that it's all the time, but it was mini in that just got to do it. Just got to do it. So it segregated it to one day. And my mom would flip my laundry. I would flip my laundry. Sometimes my brother is flipping my laundry. And it was just, I don't know, it was this really beautiful thing. So the way that I do laundry looks really different now. Um, and when it was happening, a lot of people were going, oh my gosh, how are you able to manage? A, we weren't going anywhere really because it's sort of COVID and whatever. But um, I forget what I was going to say. It's gone now. Oh, I know. Sorry. <laughs> the The way that I looked at it was I chose to look at it from gratitude. And I was like, I'm staying in this gratitude place. I have to, I have to. And I got thinking about of all the appliances in my house, this is the best one to shut down. hundred percent. If my, if my dishwasher goes, <gasps> we're eating off of paper plates, people, which would be okay. We'll sort it out. But I'm like, Oh my goodness, I can handle this. A freezer goes, <gasps> what are we going to do? Right. My stove, what am I going to do? My fridge, what am I going to do? So of all the machines in my house, the washing machine was the best machine to quit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's been, it was a journey, but it was, it was not a burden. Mm -hmm. But I also had people in my life who showed up um, in a really neat way. So that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because there's such a cool perspective with that. And I mean, we do a really great job of shifting that. We may have that initial like, Whew, maybe not in gratitude right yet. Yes. Let yourself have the emotion, I believe. But honestly, there's so many times where it's like, this could really suck, but I'm not letting this damper my day. So as soon as we shift our perspective in that way, of like even with the job stuff and you're not satisfied, okay, could there be ways that this could look different, that aren't conventional, that are a little bit different than what you've always done, that could be really beautiful? Like, look at how much your laundry has changed now yes. that you've done that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, circling back to that job satis satisfaction piece, it is about sometimes reframing and reapproaching it, I like to say, from bliss. So when I approach something from bliss, it's different than when I approach something from ego or the poor me, right? So when I approach something from bliss, it doesn't matter what the situation is. If I'm outside of it enough, then 
it's just happening and I'm watching it and I'm there versus being in it, my energy being in it and going, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? Holy crap. When I stay outside of it, I can see it. When I'm inside of it, I can't because it's all around me. And so whatever the situation, we can approach it from bliss. And I, one of the examples I use, and I can say this because my mom is completely healthy, but if my mom was on her deathbed and I can approach that, even I can approach that from bliss or I can approach it from ego, right? I can be there. I can be in the moment. I can be present. I can really notice the beauty of that, even though it's a really shitty situation, right? But if I can stay outside of it, I can be in bliss and be, wow, this is really special that I get to be here. This is, wow, like my mom has cared for me and now I'm caring for her, seeing kind of the overarching piece, right? Or I could be in the, oh my God, what am I going to do without her? I can't do this. Oh my God, right? In panic, in crisis, in ego, right? And so it's the same situation, shitty, sucks, don't like it, but being in it from a place of bliss versus being in it from a place of ego or stress or anxiety or whatever. And we can do the same with our jobs. When we step outside of it and we step outside of the ego going, you must do this. You've always done this. You have to show up. What will people do without you? And we shift to, wait a second, I got to step outside of this. Can I do this? I can. Does my family need this? Yes. Do I need this? Yes. Fuck. Then it's simple. I got to do this. Right. Um, And I think it's what can I control and what can't I control? Yes. You cannot control what's going on with your mom. You can't control maybe that you do need to make some sort of money, right? You can't control the fact that you're in that financial position, but what you can do and what you can control is so many other factors, your perspective, the way that you approach each day, the way that you're able to look at the situation and say, huh, okay, nobody's going to come along on a white horse and just make my life beautiful. Yes. I have to do that within myself in the way that my mindset is, in the way that my perspective is, in the way that I approach each day, knowing that life isn't trying to like just shit on us all the time. Right. Right. I think so often people in the poor me or the ego leading, they're like, oh, but you don't know because my life has just really sucked all the time. Yeah. Lots of people, we all have a story. Your life probably did suck. You're probably yes. totally right. But at some point you either shift out of that and go, okay, there are so many beautiful, wonderful, amazing things that are around me versus the poor me story. And I think, so one thing that I teach clients to look at and I do with my own life is expansion versus contraction. Have Mm -hmm. we talked about this before? I don't remember. So expansion is when our energy actually expands. It feels good. We open up. It feels awesome. Right. And so if I said to you, Ange, tomorrow you're getting on a plane, you're going to Mexico, like bring three of the people that you want. It's completely paid for. Does your soul go, hell yeah, girl. Or does it be like, oh, no, I don't want to. I can't. Right. And so whatever your energy does, expansion is that hell yes, I got to do that. It feels so good. And that contraction The other side of that is where your energy literally contracts. Oh, right. Like our body closes in, our shoulders go inward. And so when we live a life of expansion and job satisfaction fits in here. So when we live a life of expansion, there's more things that bring us joy. And if we live a little bit more on the miserable side, we're living a life of contraction. And so it's starting to notice for many people, they don't even know what expands and contracts them. 
So it's starting to notice, whoa, what do I want to do? What do I like to do, right? And what don't I like? What do I not want to do, right? Versus just kind of going based on everybody else's needs or wants or thoughts or ideas. So it's getting very clear on what do I want? And then it's saying yes and saying no, which is really hard for a lot of people. And not apologizing. And not apologizing for it. No, without saying sorry, without any explanation. Sometimes people will ask what it's saying. No. Totally. Without feeling like there's this obligation to please. Totally. Right? And knowing that if they get offended about it, it's not about you. And that's okay, right? It's not your job to please them. But so I think when it comes to that job satisfaction, even if your job is completely unsatisfactory to you, what else in your life is expanding you? What else can you add to your life that would expand you? And are there other things that you're saying yes to that actually contract you, that you could say no to? But because of the people pleaser in us, we, we're just showing up and saying yes, 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 yes. Right. And so it's just getting very clear on that expansion piece. What expands me? What lights me up? I got to do more of that. What contracts me? I got to do less of that. There is going to be things that we must do that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. We know that. So it's not about completely eliminating all contraction, but it's about minimizing that. Right. So if you come at me and you say, Hey girl, can you X, Y, Z? And I'm like, I want to say yes. Cause you're my friend, but hell no. Right. Being okay with that saying, Nope, I got to stick with what contracts me. And then there'll be times when you do come to me and you're going to say, Hey girl, can you, I need you to do this. And I'm going to be like, I don't want to, but yes, this is a certain time where I must be the best friend who does that thing. Right. And that's okay. And you may be doing it because you know how much it's going to expand that other person, which yes. comes up a lot in friendship where it's like, Oh, I wouldn't actually really want to do this today, but my best friend, this is going to expand her totally. so much. Totally. So I can suck it up. I can do it. I can do it for her. So there are times too, where that shows up in friendships where you're like, okay, no, I know that this is going to make her day. Well, I think about this showed up the other day. So our, one of our best friends, she, her little guy was having a birthday parade and his birthday lands on the same day as Jamie's and just husband. And so you and Theodore still came. It's a 45 minute drive each way, each way. Yeah. To do a five minute parade. And you guys did a little dance party. You made it a little bit longer, a little bit more special, but I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like you drove 45 minutes with Theodore to do this birthday parade on your own husband's birthday from Listwell to, I was just like, whoa, that is, that was totally selfless. And you knew that it was about the expansion of that little boy and his mom. Right. And that was, I just went, man, like I'm here, but I lived five minutes away. Like, of course I'm going to be here. If you weren't there, it would have been like, oh, of course we want you here. But the way that you showed up was hugely connected to that expansion of another person. Right. And so that does show up in friendships. It shows up in partnerships, but it's when that contraction piece is not linked to something of that value. So if Felix's teacher says to me, you got to make 12 dozen cookies by tomorrow. I'm like, hell no, I'll go buy them. I can drop them off, but I am not fucking doing that. No way. No, how? Cause that will contract me completely. Totally. I don't want to bake 12 dozen cookies for people to buy for 25 cents. I don't want to do it. Right. Whereas, 
<laughs> right? I'm with you 100% girl. But there is, I, I have used that example with some clients before and they're like, oh, that would totally light me up. I would say yes in a heartbeat because that would feel so fun for me. I love baking. Just different because it expands us and contracts us differently. Right. And so with job satisfaction, are you just slogging away at it because you've always done that and you never really noticed you hated it? And now it's blaringly obvious. Could be. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think one of the things that I notice with contraction and with job satisfaction and just life satisfaction in general is when it's not working, when something's not working, it's actually a beautiful sign from the universe totally. to change. Right. And some of us, many of us, it has to get so fucking bad. It has to get so bad before that change will happen. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, okay, if that's what it takes, that's what we're going to do. It's going to get so bad that you will be forced to change. Right. We know that like probably six months before we make that change, we're like, yeah, yeah, I've known this for a while. Totally. Right. And it could have changed here, but it had to get so bad that and I think for many people with all that's on the plate right now with COVID with homeschooling with working from home or having kids at home when you need to work somewhere else they are realizing it has gotten so bad this is the point where the force is upon them that just sounds funny to me the force is upon you (laughs) I'm not a Star Wars person but eh, whatever so yeah so people are being forced this is the shift right whereas before they could kind of get through it get through it don't love it don't love it don't love it don't hate it but I don't love it and now they're at a point where they're like nope this is so bad I can't do it anymore and so if you are in that spot We love you. We support you. And take the step gently if you need to, in in small, small chunks if you need to, or in giant leaps. Um, But Angela's been there. I have been there. And I know that many people are in that spot right now. So it's okay to be brave. You have our permission to be brave. (laughs) Totally, totally. And yeah, so do you have anything else you want to add to that? No, I think we'll uh, call it a wrap. So we decided to do a little bit of a shorter episode today for you guys, but we hope that you enjoy and we always welcome your feedback in terms of uh, length and what you're enjoying in terms of content. So we will catch you guys next Thursday. As always, thanks for joining us and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Ciao guys.